Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 26th of July. There's new speculation this morning that Greater Sydney could remain in lockdown until at least mid-September, as authorities battle to stop a concerning increase in COVID cases. New South Wales recorded its worst number of infections over the weekend, with 163 new COVID cases on Saturday. That dropped to 141 yesterday, with more than 60 infectious in the community, for at least part of their infectious period. While New South Wales Health says the isolation status of 14 cases remains under investigation. Tragically, two deaths were recorded yesterday, including a woman in her 70s and a woman in her 30s with no pre-existing health conditions. Some critics say the bungled rollout of the federal government's vaccine program is to blame for the death of the younger woman because without pre-existing health conditions, she wasn't eligible for the Pfizer vaccine and was too young for AstraZeneca. Scott Morrison has told the project her death is a tragedy. The world has sought to suppress as many of, of these deaths as possible. And here, of course, in Australia, some 30,000 people we believe we've been able to save the lives of in the way it's been managed till now. Meantime, the vaccine regulator Atagi has changed its advice, recommending AstraZeneca be given to anyone over 18 in Greater Sydney because of the worsening situation with the latest COVID outbreak. Medical experts across the country are backing that decision because the Delta variant has an increased chance of seriously affecting younger people. Epidemiologist Professor Mary Louise McClaws has told the project they're discovering Delta is far more dangerous than anything we've seen so far. Delta means that patients or people who have Delta are twice as likely to be hospitalised, that you do not need that 15 minute of exposure, that you don't need that 1.5 metres distance. All of that is thrown out. The federal government has announced it will boost emergency supplies of Pfizer to Greater Sydney from the start of next month. Meantime, the New South Wales Premier has slammed the thousands of protesters who attended the anti-lockdown rally in Sydney's CBD over the weekend, admitting it could be a super-spreading event and set back the state lifting lockdown restrictions. More than 500 fines have been handed out so far, and we'll have more details on this story with our reporter in Sydney shortly. And the Victorian Premier has also lashed out at similar protests in Melbourne, adding it's still too early to announce when Victoria's lockdown will be lifted. Daniel Andrews warning there will still be rules if it's lifted after midnight on Tuesday. It comes as 11 new local cases were recorded yesterday, but all were isolating while infectious. There is still a couple of days to go, and as we know, we saw with an apartment block yesterday, the day before, things can change. This is fast moving, it can be quite uh, dynamic, and you can be thrown off thrown off course. While South Australia's lockdown is on track to be lifted midweek with just one more case detected yesterday. And Australia has claimed its first gold medal at the Tokyo Olympics with the women's 4 by 100 metre freestyle relay team winning in world record time. Bronte and Kate Campbell, Emma McKeon and Meg Harris finished in just 3 minutes, 29.69 seconds. And we'll have more details on the Tokyo Games coming up shortly in sport. 
Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground and we return to New South Wales where Crime Stoppers has been inundated with calls after the anti-lockdown protests in Sydney CBD over the weekend. Police received more than 5,500 tip-offs from the public identifying alleged offenders who attended the demonstration. Our reporter Siobhan Caulfield has the details from Sydney. That's right, Harsh. The Prime Minister has slammed those who attended Sydney's anti-lockdown rally, describing their actions as reckless and selfish. New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian also hitting out at the thousands who marched through the CBD on Saturday, urging them to consider what risks their attendance poses to their loved ones. She says it broke her heart. When all of us see the images we saw, we are just left shaking our heads and feeling so disgusted and let down. And I just ask everybody, don't let down yourself and your family. You might not care about the rest of us, but don't let down your family. To Queensland now and health authorities are on high alert after a man infectious with COVID spent more than a week in Brisbane. The man's alleged to have broken his isolation order to fly from Sydney to Ballina, where it's believed he then infected a flight attendant before travelling to Queensland. Our reporter David Shiraz has the latest from Brisbane. Yeah, good morning, Tash. Well, the man was a close contact of another person in Sydney who had the virus but is considered patient zero of Queensland's current outbreak, with the state now at risk. It's believed he's the source of the infection of the Qantas flight attendant who tested positive on Friday, leading to passengers on six regional flights being ordered into isolation. Now, both the man and the woman were infectious within the community, so contact tracers are working around the clock to track down close contacts and list exposure sites. Because he tested positive in New South Wales, he'll be considered part of their case numbers. Now for the latest in business and finance news, and we're joined by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. Now, as we mentioned earlier, there's new speculation this morning that the Greater Sydney lockdown could remain in force until mid-September. What's behind this move? Well, the New South Wales government has requested financial modelling for a lockdown of Greater Sydney that extends until, wait for it, mid-September due to the severity of the outbreak. Before today, it was thought that September 3 would be the worst-case scenario for the lockdown, but this news could send Australia into recession again, and this could kill the Morrison government's re-election chances for next year. Peter, it's certainly a sobering outlook. The silver lining could be, though, that it may force the federal government to re-establish JobKeeper. Certainly, if the government thinks that a recession is going to come out of this New South Wales lockdown, they will have to go to JobKeeper, not only for economic reasons, but for political reasons. And Peter, what happened to last week's Delta strain lockdown fears? The share market is doing incredibly well despite these ongoing concerns. Yeah, stocks actually rose last week after a bad start driven by virus concerns, but a positive start for the share market is expected after Wall Street hit record highs on Friday on strong company profits and reduced Delta strain concerns. Infection cases are on the rise overseas, but so are vaccination rates, which means there's a belief that lockdowns are behind the US and Europe. Let's pray they're right, and our vaccine supply surprises us ASAP. Absolutely. And in other news this morning, Peter, it's thought that the Crown Casino business in Melbourne will keep its casino licence, but uh, the company and the city could be in for quite a shock. 
Yes, Crown Resorts is facing a Royal Commission for bad behaviour, which could mean it loses its licence to operate a casino. And this would be bad for the company, its share price and 12,500 jobs. But the business community doesn't expect such a damaging decision. However, the AFR says the Commissioner Ray Finkelstein is no yes-man, so shareholders worry and wait for his imminent decision. The share price is down 23% since the Royal Commission was called. Peter, thank you. Cheers. Time for sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett. Let's start with the Olympics. How good are they at the moment? All eyes will be on the pool around lunchtime with another three medals chances for Australia. Yes, good morning, Tash. Ariana Titmus will go for gold, facing off against the American superstar Katie Ledecky in the 400 meter freestyle final. She got her at the 2019 World Championships. Let's let's hope she can do that again today against a five-time gold medalist. Emma McKean goes for gold in the 100 meter butterfly final, and we've got the men's 100 meter freestyle relay out to match the women's gold uh, medal winning effort uh, from yesterday the Americans will be tough to beat in the basketball last night Paddy Mills start with 25 points the Boomers beating Nigeria 84 to 67 that was their first group game the men's hockey team the Kookaburras thrashed India 7-1 so they're in good form the Ollie Roos went down to Spain they are the European champs 1-0 uh, that was a late goal so almost uh, another upset like it was against Argentina in their first game they still need to either draw or beat Egypt in the final group a game to get through to the knockout round so let's hope the Ollie Roos can get through fingers and toes cross Brett also the NRL the Sharks jumped into the top eight with a big win over the Bulldogs but it certainly came at a cost Yes, it did. They are up to seventh, uh, beating Canterbury yesterday, 44-24. to Sean Johnson on fire early, setting up a couple of tries, uh, but came off with a hamstring injury in the 33rd minute. Now, he's in his last season uh, with the Sharks. Uh, he has had a history of hamstrings as well, but his coach, Josh Hannay, says it's too early to write off his season. Yeah, I don't know, and we won't know the severity of his hamstring uh, injury there until probably maybe tonight, but maybe not till tomorrow. So, yeah, we'll just cross our fingers that it's, it's not too bad. St George desperately clinging to 8th, losing to Gold Coast 32-10 to yesterday. They haven't won a game since Paul Vaughan's infamous house party. Coach Anthony Griffin says every game is vital to keep their finals hopes alive. Yeah, well, we've got to win you know, every game. You know, Last week we, we put ourselves in a position to beat Manly. Getting to the back end of the year now, we've got to start winning some football games and today we had a chance to win that one. We just weren't good enough. Now, David Fafita started from the bench. That raised a few eyebrows, but it worked for the Titans. He ran all over the Red V yesterday, Tash. And finally to the AFL, Brett, the Giants took a big step to securing a finals place. Yeah, the race for the the bottom part of the top eight, specifically uh, eight spot, uh, is down to a a number of teams and no one seems to want to grab it at the moment. The Giants beating the Bombers yesterday. uh, The Bombers were in eighth at the start of the round. They led by 16 points at halftime, but then the Giants came out after halftime with a bang, kicked four goals to none, so they jumped from 12th up to eight spot. They'd lost three games in a row uh, before then. The Tigers are out of the top eight. They lost to Geelong yesterday by 38 points. Of course, they've won three out of the last four flags. Their coach, Damien Hardwick, isn't giving up on their season just yet. Yeah, it's quite easy to give up, but the tough and the challenging clubs will keep going, and that's what we're trying to do. So we'll keep pushing for our fans, for our players, our families, our organisation as hard as we can. You know, that flame's extinguished. And the Cats go up to second, but Joel Selwood came off with a corked quad. Hopefully it's only minor. Lots to tune in for today. Thanks so much, Brett. Thanks, Tash. 
And the Phillip Island Penguin Parade will be live-streamed around the world again from tomorrow after last year's incredible success. Tens of thousands of penguins leave their burrows and swim up to 100 kilometres each day before returning at dusk. Around 25 million people from around 100 countries watched on last year, bringing some much-needed relief and joy amid the COVID-19 pandemic. I think we need it again this year. And that's all you need to know to start your day with a Australia Today's morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Stay safe. Have a great day. And we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.